is is Jason X the tenth Jason movie? It is indeed. Hmm. I thought the X was like extreme. It is. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> it just never. I have a problem with like things like that. Like I'll miss the most basic upfront thing in the entire world for like years and years yeah. of my life. I've always thought of Jason X like uh like Doritos extreme, like three D Doritos. Dan, this literally just occurred to me right now. This is the first time this I've had this thought. What that it's the tenth? Yeah. Okay. But I'm Are, pretty sure it is the tenth. Yeah. I mean God, it would make a lot of sense. Where's your box at? Is it the tenth? The box is right to your right beneath the Batman cowl. But they're not numbered. <laughs> And they might be out of order, like in the box itself. Um, <laughs> does it have like a text listing? <laughs> uh, research to be done on Mike. <laughs> One. Seven. One. <laughs> Where's, oh, Jason X is upstairs, I presume. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Nine. Yeah. Ten. Motherfucker! Dan Enden. Dan Enden. Yeah. It's Halloween. Woo! Welcome to the Movie Blues Halloween episode, I guess. And we are doing not a Halloween Michael Myers movie, but Friday the 13th. Take that, John Carpenter, yeah. you old bald son of a bitch, yeah. you. Escape from L.A. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's get it started, yeah? Well, I thought we were just yelling John Carpenter movies. Uh, Ghosts of Mars. Ice Cube. You're going to bring up Ice Cube in this political <laughs> climate? <laughs> he hates Jews. I didn't mean Note from the editor, no Jew stuff this time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, Joan. Is Joan Jewish? Joan Van, Van Ark? Ark? It's no. like the waspiest name yeah, of all time. Hard no. But she could be like a Joan Flakowitz who like changed her name at Ellis Island. Or got married. Okay, note from editor, note from editor, note from editor. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. <laughs> she got married to a real boy. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, shit. Um, I'm Dan Lyons. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan. And, I just tried to fucking yeah, grab, yeah. Uh, dude. I know that I was encouraging you, saying that like your collection has not gotten out of control, but I will say that I just tried to look at one of your Blu-rays mm -hmm. and I couldn't get it out because of the tension of how tightly <laughs> that it's stuffed into your shelves. I physically could not remove <clears throat> it from the shelf. Yes, it is. A, that's a different. That's a. Di you didn't tell me that when you were listing the issues with the Blu-ray collection. <laughs> First of all, what you're seeing right now is. Uh, now at this point, eighty percent of my movie collection. No, 
70% of my movie collection. The remaining 30 are DVDs, and I'm not counting VHSs because if that were the case, this would be like 50%. Right. Because I have a coffin-sized gearbox. Nobody nobody is under any illusions about the breadth of your collection. Um, did you hear recently news blurb that came up that uh, Pete Davidson recently has been buying VHSs like crazy, like yeah. like crazy. Yeah, he got his collection from Burger. <laughs> and he thinks... Uh, like, literally. Like from Justin Burger? Yeah. Pete Davidson did, yeah. the comedian? Yes. He got his collection like from Like Justin Burger sold his VHS collection to Pete Davidson. Wow. Well, yeah, there was an article online about he's buying up like large lots of VHS tapes because he's convinced that they're going to be very valuable soon. Which, some are being sold at auction for hundreds of thousands of dollars, but those are ones that are in 10 shape and are still sealed for the yeah. most part. Um, most of my collection is not in that shape, but if they do become uh, at all valuable at some point, man, <laughs> have I got some money to show you, kid. I saw Pete Davidson do stand-up a couple weeks ago. No. It was hilarious, Dan. Oh, wow. Expected answer. Oh, my God! <laughs> not my expected no! answer. You went and paid for a show. What did you think it was going to be? Not funny. He, he was one of. He was the first opener of three acts. I was going to see John Mulaney. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Okay. Pete Davidson was hilarious. Okay, that's good. And a large percentage of his act was about ketamine. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Skeet Davidson. Skeet Davidson. So what uh, what did he have to say about ketamine? He loves it. Well, he had just gotten out of rehab for it. <laughs> he said that. Uh, what? So like, dude, we had seen him do open for John Mulaney like a couple years ago. Right. And he did a small bit about how he had just tried ketamine for the first time mm -hmm. and how weird it was. Mm -hmm. Cut to this. This was like the like Pete celebrating Pete Davidson getting out of rehab thing. Mm -hmm. And he was like. He's like, he's like right from Jump Street. He's like, yeah, I got a rehab. And everyone's like applauding. He's like, they said I went on a little hiatus. No, rehab. What do you guys think it was for? He's like, wrong, ketamine. <laughs> and, and like the crowd just like, it's like this weird murmur. He's like, he's like, I did ketamine every day for four years. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus. Jesus, dude. <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, uh, <laughs> but what do you have to say about that rules? Because he's the smart, astute guy. Is that why he went to rehab? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you can take All things the best too ones far, do, right? Yeah, right, dude. Uh, fucking Iron Man's been to rehab. <laughs> Not for ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that takes a special kind of king. Uh, yeah, it's crazy loose word. Loose. <laughs> Use of the word king for sure, but yeah. So like half of the act was about ketamine, and the other half was entirely about um, trying to find someone to fuck his mom. <sighs> Great, sounds like money well spent. <laughs> there was a chug where he's like, he's like, he's like, do you understand how weird my life is? Like, he's like, of course I went to rehab. Like, he's like, dude, like ten years ago, like I was just like in high school, and now like. Kanye West is giving me nicknames and shit, and he's really mad at me. It's fucked up. Like my life is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you know what it's like to be called skeet? Like, be cyber bullied by like your <laughs> childhood favorite rapper? 
No, no one else in this room feels that, knows that feeling. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> um, cool, Dan, man, man. Yeah, this. I guess I'm just gonna recount Pete Davidson's whole stand-up act. <laughs> That's thrilling. <laughs> It'll be. <clears throat> Dude, John Stewart was there. He did the most shit-lib comedy I've ever seen in my life. I'm sure he still does comedy. I'd had no idea. He was doing jokes about like fuck. You know what? <laughs> uh, Dude, there were like some. There <laughs> you were, know what? He was doing jokes about like Obama and like how uh -huh. his name sounds like Osama and shit. And I'm just like, dude, what? It is 2023. Did he just walk out of a cryogenic chamber? It was like he was just doing whatever happened continuity wise right after the last time he did stand up comedy, which I assume was 25 years ago. 1998. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was like, the American people elected someone named Barack. Hussein Obama, Hussein, Saddam. And I'm just like, dude, what? What are we doing? I was like, is it, it was like, did you ever see uh, Tim Heidecker's stand up special? Yes. Where it was uh, like, duh, yeah. So there was a brief moment where As I, I have called it the only funny stand up special <laughs> I've seen in the last decade. There was a brief moment where I was like, is John Stewart trying to do the Tim Heidecker thing? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> he fucking wishes. He's doing it in earnest. Uh, I will uh, add one piece of content. To this conversation about stand-up comedy that I don't want to be having on my show, and that is that I once saw John Stewart at a Hilton in Atlantic City when I was eight years old. Wow! Um, Did he I give was, you some guilt? Well, I was with my grandma, and he comes out <laughs> like you saw him perform, or you just ran perform? No, performing. Uh, uh, oh, I thought no, you, no, were, no. you just like had a no, no, no. no. I went a to a John Stewart night of stand-up. It was just him. Uh, oh, wow. No other comedians. Wow. A night with John Stewart. An evening with. And I walked in with my grandma, and I had seen him like on the Daily Show, yeah. and was like, he's a smart, like, decent comedian. Like, sometimes Dan in the stand-up comic world, you see a comedian out in like the real world and that does not reflect the kind of things that are going to come out of their mouth when they're actually on stage mm -hmm. in front of a live audience. <laughs> I thought John Stewart was going to be cool. He walked out and was just like, get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker. I'll take you. a piece of your fucking Jew ass. It was like as bad as you could possibly imagine, like anti-Semitic humor, like really offensive, hard Fs on every second of every single word. My grandma Instantly got up, pulled me up, and was well. This is my bubby, to be yeah. technically correct. And she dragged me out of the show. I didn't make it more than ten minutes wow. into his stand-up act. And I'll never forget that. But also, we'll never forget the following adjoining anecdote because we left that show because of its coarse, foul language. Right? Okay. okay. That's why we left. Okay. Wasn't appropriate for me. Yeah. This is like when kids would go see Bob Saget live. <laughs> we get, we get, no, exactly. So we get into the elevator. <laughs> that shit's really egregious. We have to leave uh, at the Hilton. The showroom is like its own building up on the boardwalk. Had to leave there, go through like some escalators, blah, blah, blah. Finally get into the elevator of the casino because my grandfather was a high roller. He got a free penthouse suite up top. Oh. Um, we get to our building we get in the elevator. I am upset, but like it's my bubby. I'm not going to yeah, yell yeah. at her or anything. But anyway, bunch of black guys come into the elevator with us from the casino floor and they're smoking cigarettes. They're like putting cigarettes out like right in front of the elevator 
you know, they have those little sand trap yeah, yeah. cigarette stubbers. I'm familiar with the fucking elaborate shithole that is Atlantic City. They walk into the elevator. This guy blows the biggest hit of cig smoke, like in my 80 yeah. year old Bubby's face, oh. basically, because like he turns around yeah. to like situate in the elevator and blows just plumes of cigarettes. Yeah. They're drunk as fuck, I would assume. I mean, I was a kid, so I don't really know how to judge that kind of thing. But they're screaming at each other, like <laughs> being really wild, whatever, having having a night. And my bubby looks over to me, and this is while we're packed in with all of these guys in the elevator. She looks over at me, and she goes, Schwarzes are so loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is the Yiddish word for yeah. boop. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I like had like an outer body like triple level cringe like I like my soul detached from my body and like left it. I was mortified. Yeah. And I'll always remember the dichotomy between leaving a stand-up comedy show because of its inappropriate nature and then having my bubby drop the Yiddish N-bomb in an elevator full of black Dude, people. Dude, the casual usage of that term by old Jewish women <laughs> is breathtaking. This is going to be a really quick story. There's, there's oh, no. the one the one uh, cocktail song that you like, mm -hmm. Gentleman's Touch. Mm -hmm. um, fucking when we were writing it, we were it was when we were playing, Max was still living at home and we were playing in his basement and we're working on, it's just like this like fucking hip hop -y funk groove over and over and over again whatever so we go upstairs and when we after we like really get it locked down for the first time and his grandmother was staying with him at the time and she goes you know i like that i like that music you're playing down there it's very schwatzy <laughs> so schwatzy so for it's like yahtzee baby so for <laughs> I, I i was like i was i was baked i was like i hit the ground i was dying dude i was crying so fucking we're for we're you know we have we need a working title to refer to the new song while we're at practice so we start calling Shotzi mm -hmm. and then like it gets to the point where I'm like all right we need to really like name the song and Max is like well it's called Shotzi and I was like what <laughs> and he's like yeah we already have the name I was like no dude I was making fun of your grandma and he was like but it's a great name for a song and it has a klezmer part and I'm like dude <laughs> you. You, you can't name a song that and, no. he was, and he was just like he's like why and i'm like what do you mean why he's like it just like it was a compliment and i'm like it's incredibly racist no. and she, he was just like what he was like schwarza is racist i'm like <laughs> i was like what of course and he was like he was like arguing with me emphatically for a very long time. I'm just surprised it took like 120 episodes of this podcast <laughs> to do a deep dive on the word Schwarza. <laughs> so bad. I was just like, don't look it up. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he it was probably like, means like dirt on face. He was like, no, it's Yiddish for black. It's like how he's like, you know how it's not. He's like, you know how like Spanish for black is negro and like that feels uncool. Like nope. this is like that. And I was like, it's no. for sure not like that. <laughs> Max, and he was like, "Wow, dude!" There was like a there was like a week long battle where he was like, "I feel like you're being like oversensitive and like you're trying to like censor our art and like we're naming the song Schwarzy." And I was just like, "I will quit this band before I fucking be associated with someone that's gonna post a set list with like debuting our new song Schwarzy." Yeah, that would have been ill, ill-fated of a decision, but you never know. Could have, I'm pretty sure could have worked he out. still feels that way, that it's not racist. Well, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Max, uh, 
take a lap <laughs> around the drum circle because <laughs> that's racist, my dude. I like that music. It's very schwarzy. Ay, 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 grandma. <laughs> like, what did they use? Like, I try to picture my grandparents when they were like, you know, like our age mm-hmm. and like whatever the fuck they used to do for recreation instead of what we do for recreation, like have dinner parties and shit and like the conversation and like, mm-hmm. and like see theater and whatever. And like, I think primarily what they did was the thing where they, you take a stick and you hit a ball along on the ground and chase after it. You ever see like an old timey videos? <laughs> like that was like the number one thing to do. <laughs> you would just like hit a, hit a ball on the ground with like a stick <laughs> Follow you know what it, I mean? It was yeah. some kind of game, but you'd like skip after it, following it. Um, that was like that and brutal racism were what our grandparents <laughs> uh, mostly participated yeah. in, in in the United States, at least. Um, Dude, the amount of times when I was a kid where my grandfather would be like, what do you mean you don't play stickball? And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? What do you mean you don't play stickball? I, I go to Little League. <laughs> Like, <laughs> there's there's cold clementine served after it's not this isn't yeah this isn't the dark someone ages, literally gave sir. me a slush puppy after i fucking hit a digger my <laughs> guy and speaking of cryogenic <laughs> freezing <laughs> today we're gonna talk about jason x jason 10 um i would prefer if you called it jason x because what jason x represents for me is like much like and not a visual medium, but much like this giant toy that I have behind me here. Do you recognize this giant uh, toy that I have in my hands, Dan? I sure do, and it's really fucked up that you have that, Dan, because uh-huh. Kat and I had a very <laughs> elaborate discussion about that exact toy, I kid you not, uh-huh. three days ago. That is insane. Are you serious? I swear to God, because I was telling her the story about how I was given that I wanted a regular Stretch Armstrong uh-huh. for Hanukkah. And I was given that Stretch Armstrong. Let's get him stretching on Michael. And I was too young to actually, I, w- I was too weak to stretch it. Uh-huh. Um, so I got frustrated with it, and I left it on the ground and uh, right by the window in the summer. Right. And the thing fucking melted to my <laughs> parents' brand new carpet. Like, uh-uh. the whole thing melted, dude. Like, they had to strip <laughs> all of the carpet in the entire room because of that fucking toy just melted into the thing so the toy that i have in my hand um it's it's basically if you've ever God, seen the toy so stretch armstrong to uh this is a, a produced by the stretch armstrong company he's called vac man um vac man uh is basically like the the 1999 revamp of uh stretch armstrong into something more extreme I think and that would have had to be like 1997, right? Yeah, this was, th- yes. Yeah. But at the same time, like this movie that we watched today was the writing process of it began yeah, yeah. in like 1994, basically. Yeah. So Dude, that toy, like uh, seeing that right now is so fucking surreal. And like the fact that we just had an elaborate conversation, because Kat had that one as well, by the way. Right. We learned. That's crazy. We just had, I just found out for the first time in a 10 year relationship three days ago that Kat and I both had that toy. Now I'm finding out three days later, we're in a simulation, Dan. This is a problem. This is a problem because, well, I'll say a couple things. First of all, I ordered this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I've been looking for it online forever. I did not order it for the Jason X episode. In fact, only by the grace of God that this was sitting next to me, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, Vac Man is kind of a good. Um, example of what's going on in Jason X in terms of like the 2000s extreme uberfication yep. of of IPs. Yeah. Um, and uh, Vacman 
who is horrifying. I mean, looking at him, he has an exposed brain. Uh, that the whole back of his head is a brain riddled like with dick veins. Brain. Um, and uh, you would pump Vacman up. He has buttons. Yeah. And you would like do something to him. I can't figure out. I don't think this one has any functionality, unfortunately. But um, this was like one of my favorite toys when I was a kid. He, requ- um, he required uh, a separate piece to pump him up. Yes. And unfortunately, I think there were two versions of Vacman. There was a small one. Okay. And the small one had like stretch Armstrong material in it. So that's kind of the the one that I thought that I was getting in the mail. Right. This one is actually the larger one, which just is kind of a bean bag. I mean, he stretches, but what's in him is are beans. Oh, can like I see, a pillow. Can I yeah. See that bad boy? It's heavy, so so that isn't. Yeah, yeah, this is the one I had. That's not the one that I had. I had the smaller one that had the stretch material that when you would stretch him, it would kind of stay that way and and it wouldn't like pop back so easily, yeah. you could say. Yeah, no, this is what I had. This is the thing that melted to my parents' carpet. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Can you imagine um, the fucking rage? <laughs> uh, Vacman is a perfect example of what was going on in culture uh, at the time when Jason X happened. Fucking breathtaking, dude. Uh, things awesome, right? <laughs> Kevin awesome. Smith retired. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna put that on the table. Unfortunately, he's so big. But um, <laughs> um, Dan's trying to position Vac Man. This is dope. Oh, is he gonna stay? Oh God! Wow, that's an intimidating power move. Yeah, dude. He's gonna take a quick photo of Vac Man, baby. So I can. <laughs> you know what's funny too? So I got the thing in the mail. I was like, okay, another classic terrible Dan Lyons purchase. <laughs> no one's going to appreciate this. So, A, I'm glad that you appreciate Vacman. So that's good. But also, um, it was like the wrong one. <laughs> they had a green one, too. From really? Whatever, like a slime green colored one. I don't, um, I don't recall the green one. But yeah, basically, um, in the mid, not, not the 2000s, but in like the mid to late 90s, it was time to Uber everything, space everything, extremify everything. Leprechaun went to space. Yeah. Pinhead went to space. Mm-hmm. Um, all the goats were going to space and getting extreme. 1997 through 2002 is the greatest five-year span of culture in American history. Like, by far, it's so fucking odd. Like, <laughs> Dan's. This is, as we've mentioned many times, Dan's sweet spot. Mine is 1987 <laughs> through 1994. Uh, so slightly adjusted for the inflation of my age. And... Um, I, I, in the 2000s, was, like, very cynical about all of this. When I saw Jason X in theaters, I was like, this is bad. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm on record on I don't want this. any of this. We're both on record on this podcast in the past. I believe I referred to <laughs> to Jason X last time I came up as a piling shit heap. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean. But we, I also hadn't seen it since I was a boy. I Yeah, I haven't uh, sat and committed to a watch of Jason X in probably a decade. Um, I've seen like many videos kind of clowning on it on the internet, but didn't, there were a lot of surprises <laughs> throughout this movie, yeah. uh, for me personally. Um, but, um, the bottom line is like, <laughs> shit got so corny for a minute around this period of time and everything had to be in the future. Everything had to be, uh, you know, just extreme. And it was only this time, though, as Fast and the Furious just went to space. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, you know, everything ends up in space, yeah. you know, one day, one day or another. Um, well, I saw the one quote that the pitch for this movie was like they were like incredulous at the idea of Jason going to space. And the guy was like, it's the only place left to take him. 
Well, <laughs> in in the <laughs> that ma- was in the pitch, where else could you take Jason at this point but space? In the making of uh, Docs, and from what I've read so far, they did have some good ideas, but they just like weren't allowed to do them. Mm. It was basically uh, a bunch of things kind of happened that resulted in Jason X being the movie that it was, be it that it had to be made in Canada, be it that Paramount had now acquired the rights to Jason since Jason Goes to Hell, and both that movie and this weren't allowed to be called Friday the 13th. It wasn't allowed to be in the title. Okay. Because Paramount didn't own that part of the IP. Um, so they started producing Jason movies. Jason versus Freddy. Jason Goes to Hell. And yeah. Jason X. Um, I wonder if that's a similar thing with like Child's Play to Bride of Chucky or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Those things are like... Always rights problems. Uh, that, so stupid. That they're fine. I mean, same with the Exorcist series. I mean, they with Exorcist 3, that wasn't when uh, William Peter Blatty was filming that movie and wrote it. It was not an Exorcist movie. And due to like all these rights and licensing things, they were like, no, you have to call this the Exorcist 3. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, weird shit like that does happen all the time. But in, in this instance, they had some ideas. They thought uh, one that I thought was fine, I guess. They were like, let's take Jason into like Arctic Station wintertime, have him crunching through the snow, yeah. like blood sprays in the snow. Good enough idea. And then somewhere along the line, they just like ran into this producer um, and he was just like, Jason, space, like alien plot of alien and plot of aliens at the same time and they were like okay yeah so they sat down to write a really dark scary horror sci-fi film set on a massive space station with anti-gravity scenes where jason's like in his uber costume flying through zero g like chopping people in half (laughs) shit like that the guy who was making it was like i want to make a uh, not the director, but the writer was like, I want to make a good sci-fi horror movie where they just so happen to come back to Earth to salvage resources and come upon a frozen Jason. Um, then the movie Scream came out, and that is when this movie became a comedy, kind of. Okay. Because Scream made more money than any slasher movie had made in decades. Yeah. And they were And thus the meta bullshit begins. And the guy who wrote this movie in the in the BTS was like, uh I I'm not mad at Scream because Scream reinvigorated the horror and slasher franchise and like gave me all of the jobs for the ten years that followed the release of Scream, even though I had absolutely nothing to do with it. Um so they came in there like make it self-aware, make it a comedy, and by the way, you have no money. <laughs> like you have one dollar to spend on this movie. So they went to Canada, and famously, this movie is spearheaded by one of David Cronenberg's proteges, um, a guy who had done special effects on Return of the Jedi, and um, had done special effects work on Naked Lunch and Existence and does a lot of work with Cronenberg, but also did a lot of huge Hollywood effects work. Uh, and he just made this movie and the whole time David Cronenberg was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and had read the script and was like, this is terrible. And w- w- had a scene in the movie, you know, famously as a weird, bizarre doctor type and rewrote all of his lines a bunch of times, even though he still ends up only having a few. It, 
it's bizarre in that in that sense. But yeah, that's the genesis of Jason X. A lot of that I didn't really know, no. but a lot of that, of that kind of makes sense. Um, but none of that should impact our thoughts on the actual film. This being our second officially like reviewed Jason movie after we did the uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 watch along. So unfortunately, those are the only two that we had time to rewatch for Spooky Season. Is that correct, Dan? You didn't watch anymore? Yeah, that's correct. Um, so uh, hard to compare. I will say off the bat that I don't know if I'm like a big Kane Hodder fan, the guy who plays Jason. Okay. I know he's like a hero amongst Jason fans, which I don't know if I could be considered really a Friday the 13th fan. I do love the movies, but I'm not like going to stick up for them like they're fucking high art. Yeah. Um, But um, Kane Hodder, I don't think I just don't like his profile. I liked Jason 3's vibe. That's a very that's a very transitional vibe. I liked his like taller, less squat, like Kane Hodder kind of looks like Vac Man. Yeah. <laughs> He's got no neck. It's just like a round potato on top of like a brick shit house. But he does also doesn't look very tall. Um like IRL, it seems like maybe they were making him look taller, but Kane Hodder just like a <laughs> Guy who takes his job maybe a little too seriously. <laughs> uh, he had an introduction on the Blu-ray, um, which I thought was going to be interesting. It said, now an introduction by Kane. Actually gave me an option. Would you like to play with an introduction by Kane Otter? I was like, okay. Yeah. Why not? I played it. It was 30 seconds. And Kane Otter was like, <clears throat> I had a lot of fun making this movie. Uh, if you don't like it, I'll kill you. And starts like shaking the camera. <laughs> okay. And I was like, dude, all right. <laughs> like, cool. Like, okay. That was a fucking easiest then, paycheck that guy ever got in his life. <laughs> the fucking funniest. The funniest thing that I heard him say in the BTS where it's just like, yeah, you're taking your job too seriously is he was like, so they, they sent me the script and I read it. And I was like, Jason in space. Really? And then I was like, okay, as long as I keep the character work consistent amazing, from the previous film, the fans will still be invested. Mission accomplished, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for fucking sticking to your artistic laurels, dude. What um, a fucking deluded... Mother- yeah, what a thing to say, right? Yeah. I just, I, I'm not going to say I was offended by it. I was just disgusted by it. I was like, dude, relax. It's like, please. Absurd. <laughs> um. Anyway, Kane Hodder takes his job too seriously. Um, and- it's like <laughs> whoever does the voice for the whatever. Like, fuck it. Like... I mean, it's like Tobin Bell kind of like, but like only referring to the fucking puppet coming out. <laughs> like, they're like, what if the puppet's in space? He's like, well, as long as it matches with his character arc. Yeah, as long as the physics on the tricycle it's still like, match it's up. It's like, are you not concerned with the fact that your own character died seven different times in the series and you're still hanging out <laughs> at number X? Saw so Friday the 13th have more in common than I realized until this exact moment. It's all starting to line up. Yeah. Saw X. 
Um, the Return of Jigsaw. Yeah, I want to see that. It's supposed to be good. Yeah, everyone's been saying it's great, so there's no way it's great. Yeah, maybe we'll do it on the podcast for fun. Who knows? Just, I don't know if I could do another Saw movie, but... During COVID, I bought the complete Saw box set. Sure. And tried to watch all of them. They are so bad. I got up to six. Basically, fucking woof. Four through eight are basically just like, turns out Jigsaw's a cop. And then the next one's like, turns out it Jigsaw's the cop's brother, who's also a detective. And then it's like, the detective who gave birth to Jigsaw, his son became a detective and has been in a safe for four movies, and now he's come out, and he's Jigsaw. It's like the worst progression of lore in history. It's like not a (laughs) twist if there's a twist every nine minutes, starting from minute four. (laughs) Like, there was one where the whole thing was, like, Jigsaw's in a, like, hospital that he built with, like, an assistant, and fucking his assistant's being the spooky boy. Like Amanda. Dude, what a shit heap. I saw fucking... That's a real shit I saw... Heap. What's his name? James Wan? Yeah. Fucking posting, like, a few weeks ago, like, so proud to see Saw X bringing it back for the boys of this little beautiful franchise we made. I'm like, like I'm so proud of it. I'm like, I'm sure you're proud of your, like, $10 billion, but, dude, like, you made one good movie and then 11 pieces of shit that, like, ruined <laughs> horror movies indefinitely. James Wan did not make the rest of the Saw movies, just to be clear. <laughs> he just produced them so he could buy a new Maserati every three years. Yeah, I, I just, like, assumed James Wan has, like, backup Maseratis. I assume James Wan's basement is just, lo- like, a warehouse lined with Dance Dance Revolution <laughs> units. <laughs> That's like the kind of guy he is. Like, like, uh, they're like at the time when they were like, "Oh, James Wan is going to direct Fast and Furious." I was like, "Yeah, duh." Yeah. He's like the kind of guy you see at the boardwalk in parachute pants, like winning DDR. <laughs> My buddy was over yesterday, and he was like, just casually mentioned, he's like, "Yeah, I saw so and so recently. We we were we were like at this arcade." Well, I was like, "Wait, you were you ran to an arcade? Like, where? What? Why? When? How? How? Yeah." <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's a big arcade now in Center City. And I was like, how he's like, well, yeah, we just plan to go there for a while. I was like, how? he's like, I was like, you didn't hit me up. He was like, well, this was like for a reason. I was like, what reason? He was like, they were trying to say that I wasn't as good as I was saying I am at DDR. And I was like, no, man, did you fucking show up and spank him? He's like, dude, I fucking made them look like idiots. I'm like, did you, did you make them look like idiots? By this <laughs> Crushing DDR. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it them who looked like the idiots, dude? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing more badass than somebody completing like a series of dance steps to a Leonard Skinner song and is just like you have to be a special kind of pathetic to be. Uh, okay, yeah. so f- play guitar just, hero like an adult. <laughs> just when we thought we <laughs> so had you alienated, don't have to exercise. just when we thought we had alienated our final sect, it is yeah. now dance dance now, revolution players. A- Asians are out, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would go to the Look, mo- you said I, I would I go to the mall when I was a kid. Say that. that place I, I told you, uh, Mega Movies, they had a DDR <laughs> machine, and I was like, I was, you know, I, was, I, was, I enjoyed it. I thought I was decent at it for a fucking like twelve year old kid, and then like anytime there would always be these like spiky haired like teenage Asians just like impatiently waiting for me to get off, just like watching me judgmentally, and then they'd go on there like doing coordinated fucking backflips over each other. And shit. <laughs> so tune in it's for like our... Power Rangers shit. I was like, dude, these are the these are like the next evolution <laughs> of mankind. Like tune into our next episode for uh 
Asians are. What did you say? <laughs> Asians are out, dude. A bar, uh, a, an Oppenheimer review next week coming out on the Movie Blues podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, talk about Jason X. Um, Jason X begins uh, with an opening shot of like <laughs> Todd McFarlane's hell, <laughs> yeah. which I did not remember. It's like um, seventy composited hell special effects on top of each other, just I remembered broiling as a, like yeah. a barbecue. <laughs> I remembered nothing about this movie besides the kills themselves. There's like trees made of like Event Horizon torture yeah. muscles. It's a lot, yeah, <laughs> and it has no bearing on the rest of the movie. I guess. I would guess that maybe this is 90s as fuck. Maybe they're commenting on the fact that the previous Jason film he ended up going to hell at the end, but yeah, yeah. There's course. not much narrative of there. Of course that's it. <laughs> um, because the hell world effects transition into being inside of a needle for a while, <laughs> which I was like, <laughs> ah, shout out, my boy, must be loving this. It's like 90s shred metal over cgi of being inside of a needle and i was like <laughs> end in verse <laughs> but it you know it didn't really go down that route um then like after you're given this like horrific like hell world the music's like oh, oh like dominus then it goes into like jerry goldsmith-esque like alien sci-fi like heartwarming music for a bit and that's kind of like the juxtaposition of the soundtrack i haven't listened to it by itself but half the tracks are like we're gonna do a little alien we're gonna do a little baby alien right now and the other half of the tracks are like whoever like constructed the band evanescence in it <laughs> as an industry plant in the early 2000s was like constructing sound waves at the time and was like, here's the best that I got. Um, How dare you disrespect Amy Lee and her fucking DDR playing <laughs> bandmate. Does he play DDR? He's just Asian. What's the joke? He's Asian and he has spiky hair. <laughs> nice. I like it. I just couldn't picture him, so I couldn't really get the joke. But Cat loves Evanescence. Move on. <laughs> um, favorite laugh in this movie for me is in the opening seconds for some reason i know like i'm supposed to laugh the hardest at the kills or the the slumber uh party scene in the simulator yeah. which i did that show was hilarious but my biggest laugh in the entire movie believe it or not is when they cut from the cgi effects to jason in uh this big warehouse where he's being kept and there's a text crawl favorite text crawl ever <laughs> just like sets the mood of jason x so perfectly it says fucking location crystal lake research facility yeah and i fucking died laughing i was just like the the thought of like the world building being done by like in the font that they're using right typing the phrase crystal lake research facility i was yeah. like we are fully in like the the crossbreed of like every bad sci-fi movie from this period of time with jason yeah and it takes place like four years from right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> the timeline and world building in this movie a little bit off they're like um they were like after the great war of 2024 where no what got banned fucking sports or something like so uh, at one point uh, in the movie they're talking about 
what's oh, on hockey. hockey yeah they're talking about what's on jason's face um because they don't recognize what a hockey mask is um and Dude, kids today wouldn't recognize what a hockey mask is hockey players don't play that shit <laughs> don't wear that shit um they they call it like a, a like which i had it written down they call it like a carbon face mask or something uh, they're like, what is this mysterious anarchic object? And they're like, oh, it's hockey mask. And they're like, hockey was banned in 2024. Yeah. And it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? It was made in Canada. And that would be <laughs> right. That would really be a huge blow to their psyche. They'd be like, whoa. That would be. Yeah. They that's took, how you, they that's, took our hockey. That's the first horseman of the Canadian pop. <laughs> Apocalypse is they took yeah, our hockey. That was the biggest scare in the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is a just a great. Jason start. doesn't respect Gretzky. Eh? Oh, they call his mask a 20th century carbon filtration unit. So true. <laughs> um, Dude, from that Jewish sweet Jewish boy's hands to the fucking future space traveler's mouth. Like, that kid couldn't know. <laughs> Think about that timeline. That kid went to summer camp with the mask, uh -huh. faked his own death <laughs> for the LOLs. Yep. Got really dead. Redied. Yeah. And then, but he lives on 450 years later. Yeah. His, through a carbon filtration device. Well, his, his, choice, his choice of a cheap um, prop-based comedy gag ended yeah. up literally persisting through a massacre that- ended in the 2400s yeah so yeah huge trajectory for the jewish guy from part three to now he literally changed history forever with how he fit into that wetsuit um <laughs> <laughs> um so uh we're in crystal lake uh research facility and um david cronenberg comes marching out with like a, a like a gang of hoodlums science hoodlums that are protecting him and he's basically like we got to get jason analyzed for his tissue regenerative properties like with our big applications to this so female scientist i think like goes to get him prepped jason uh escapes starts murdering everyone murders david cronenberg um yeah. which was very disappointing for me i thought he was going to be throughout yeah, maybe more he the wants movie. to get the money <laughs> I don't know what Dan is trying to do, what bit we're starting here. <laughs> Cronenberg's all about the money. Because <laughs> he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> this, this movie's very anti-money. Um, Both and... in terms of its own budget and yeah. its commentary. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, the massacre ensues. Uh, not Olivia Munn, who is like the <laughs> yeah, main yeah. female scientist, gets fucking penetrated by a machete that goes through a giant metal door. Yeah. Um, like it's fucking cutting through treating, grandma's hot butter. They're like fucking Hannibal Lecter in the first scene. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there there are so many things about that first scene that don't make sense. I don't know why the warehouse where Jason be, is being kept is so wet <laughs> or so empty. There's like, a, there's like a shot of David Cronenberg rushing into the room and his boots are kicking up so much rain that he looks down at it like, am I about to fall over? <laughs> like, there's too much water in here. Yeah. Um, th that facility, I mean... <laughs> the director is just like, the protege becomes the master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
And uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, the Crystal Lake Research Facility, even though it's just like a quick scene, it's it opens up a Pandora's box of questions. They have Jason standing, like bound up, with no restraints. <laughs> He's like a chain around his head. Yeah. Um, it, very little security. There's one person working in this whole building. The building is soaking wet, which I mean would lead to mildew so fast. Yeah. I, I don't really know what the plan here was, but. Um, they allow Jason to still be wearing his hockey mask and all of his tattered clothes. Right. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know what kind of experiments they've been doing on him because at this point it's been like years and years and years of him being in there. They just seemingly haven't done really anything. They're just kind of staring at him. Um, and there's, I think, only four or five men who are security and it comes down to just one girl and Jason, which just really bad, uh, really bad security really bad infrastructure in the crystal lake research facility what did you guys think you were dealing with yeah it's an infinitely regenerating horror monster it's like wolverine if he had no brain yeah and you think it's cool to just <laughs> leave him out leave him out for show like fucking also, also like they went out of their way to like tell us how small his brain is but like th yeah. throughout the <laughs> franchise we repeatedly see how massive his brain is as it's like fucking like bursting out of his skull yeah, like literally bursting out of the man's already <laughs> massive head there are like the parts of jason's brain that are still working are the size of a pea and then the one girl's like his dick is probably huge though right yeah. <laughs> the guy's like that's so hot the humor in this movie was so fucking odd so odd <laughs> this was like like at points i was like this is like if they made like an H like an HB like a Skinamax late night softcore uh like yeah. parody of um like the Resident Evil movies. Sure. <laughs> I mean like for the first half of the movie before it devolves into what I would describe as like a uh, an aliens alien type of mashup, it's just porn. It's a porno. Pornos like if you if if you're listening to this, you're not familiar with porn. Um Pornos. Yeah, pornography is when your stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> pornography is when a stepsister and a brother love each other very much, and yeah. one of them gets one stuck, of them in, gets stuck in an appliance. In yeah. um, one of them is so clumsy they can't get their bread out of the oven. The way that porn, especially <laughs> Skinamax so porn, <laughs> in the '90s and '80s operated was you'd be introduced to a gaggle of characters, and then those characters would pair off and have sex in different rooms in different positions but the point is like the way that the films were structured back then and especially like softcore skinamax porn like dan is describing like i said very quick character introduction and then you're just paired off with each horny scenario and then let's say there's four or five of those scenarios they're kind of playing in a rotation where like then you catch up with the first two people who fucked and they fuck the third and fourth people and then you catch up with the third person who fucked the second and they fuck two other people and yeah. that is exactly like the way that the first hour of Jason X is structured with like a couple Jason scenes interspersed for sure um but mostly just like complete <laughs> complete sex freaks I love that people like are like currently like there's no original horror movies like they're all retreads where like for an entire decade Every movie was like, all right, bad guy, give him a spooky name. Uh, uh, Jason. Okay, whatever. I have a homie named Jason. That's fine. And teens be fucking. All right, go. Make it. Make it. Make it every year. Teens be fucking. Jason kills teens. But they're fucking. Make sure they're always fucking. So let's 
And they're like, can we have a Jew? And they're like, not till the third one. <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> uh, so we need to get our base established first so they tolerate it. Hold on, I want to amend that. Never said a Jew <laughs> about Jews. Um, so let's establish some things up front. Characters. Hold on, I'm going to hit my weed pen. Is that kosher? <laughs> no, it may be. Yeah. Um, so. Everything's kosher in the lion's den. Let's establish the way that my brain remembered. Have we never referred to this as the lion's den? <laughs> How my brain referred to all of the characters who are introduced in the future. Basically, the girl who gets stabbed in the stomach, not Olivia Munn. Yeah. Uh, goes into a cryogenic freeze. Uh, don't know how she survived <laughs> for hundreds of years, but I guess if Jason could survive, anything's possible. Yeah, the two I mean, are get up with your cryogenic freeze, Lord, dude. <laughs> two are woken up by a salvage survey crew of some kind, dressed in the gorilla suits from Alien Three. The whole movie <laughs> literally becomes Alien Three for a few minutes. Uh, it's just like the it looks exactly like the Fincher work print. Of like fury the planet looks exactly the same the ships look exactly the same it's fucking bizarre but once they get up to their uh ship that ultimately the rest of the film is spent on you're introduced to a lot of characters like not a normal amount of fucking characters yeah. when they were making the movie they went they said the producer in the making of that i was watching that they wanted two ripley's which is already ill-advised yeah um this movie had like four Ripley's. It was like Stargate SG One. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have um, not Olivia Munn. She's the final girl, kind of set up from the beginning, who travels through time with Jason. Then we have all sorts of dyads and bizarre characters and characters who come up halfway through the movie who are on the ship that I never realized in the first place. Uh, first guy we have is like intimidating black guy from Resident Evil who always plays a space marine. <laughs> he has been probably yeah. a not not Ving Rhames. Yeah, not looking it up. <laughs> he doesn't look anything like Ving Rhames. But like in terms of like the type in terms of the typecasting. <laughs> Looks kinda like Vacman. Um like Ving Rhames always plays that like fucking sure. that kind of guy. This guy plays that kind of guy more than anyone. He was in Doom. He was in this, he was in uh, Resident Evil, he got cut in half by the laser field. He's quite literally always just like British, uh, intimidating black space cop. Um, he's easy to remember because he's a well-known actor. But then you diverge into the dyads. Like the first dyad is um, not Andrew Garfield <laughs> incel. Yeah. Not Andrew Garfield incel with not Bryce Dallas sex bot Howard. Fembot. Yeah. That's how I am going to refer to those two. Maybe Bryce Dallas Howard or Bryce Dallas Sexbot and not Andrew Garfield. Yeah. That's that, that's group number one. The Andrew Garfield vibe is pretty there. <laughs> He's like Andrew Garfield mixed with like Mark Ruffalo's character in Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's just kind of like a little incel character the late 90s were all about the like cyber sex nerd right um then we have um not ezra miller with dreadlocks <laughs> okay <laughs> uh who's like the tech whiz maybe or something uh yeah, fine i don't know 
He looks like um like a psytrance DJ. Um Yeah, he's like uh the DJ scene in fucking Zoolander. <laughs> <Like> yeah, <laughs> he does look isn't that um the guy from that's the guy from the leftovers. Yeah. The DJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> um I forgot about that. Sorry. Then we have Horny Balding Pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Other sex bot type woman, blonde. Right. Who gets head smashed? She's the one who gets head smashed. Yeah. Um I feel like there's even more. There's definitely more. <laughs> I was like, dude, we've we've this has happened before when there is like two, but like, this is why I didn't watch Game of Thrones for fucking seven years. But there's more than like six <laughs> characters to keep track, track right. of. I am out. I'm out. Oh, we have like um, <laughs> horny pilot who wears a cowboy hat and is every 70s space trucker idea wrapped into one person who wants right, to fuck a frozen right, right, corpse. Right, right. That guy, his buddy. We have a guy who looks like uh, there's like a black guy who looks like he wandered off the set of Breakin, <laughs> who's like in a colored tank top, like running around with a high top fade the whole time. Uh, I think he only shows up maybe halfway through the movie. He's not like one of the initial players. They were like trying to build Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> then we have what can only be described as a baker's dozen of Marines yeah. that are like God stowed away in a box on the ship until halfway through the movie. And then all of a sudden there are all these Marine characters. There's like not Vasquez weird fucking like Admiral. Like they're like general who's like, you know, we have to what, like whatever needs to happen. All my concern with is, uh, is getting my crew home safe. And they're like, but we can give you money. And he's like 200,000. And the guy's like, what about three? And he's like, and he's like five. And he's like, all right, I love Jason now. And I'm just sitting there like fucking (laughs) amazingly bold of them to just like. Not uh, make this character Jewish. No, imagine that fucking $500,000 is like a breathtaking amount of money after 450 years of inflation. (laughs) (laughs) These are space credits, though. You don't know what the exchange rate is for space credits, so. I mean, we got. We don't know what they're worth on Earth, too. <laughs> so, so um, rife with political commentary. This film. Not Olivia Munn wakes up in the future. Everybody wants to fuck her. Everybody wants to fuck her when she's frozen. Yeah. The captain is like, <laughs> not the captain, but the pilot, the guy with the cowboy hat, is like. Oh, we got some cargo, huh? And they're like, yeah, we fished up a 438-year-old dead body. Uh, he was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he was like, yeah, <laughs> how thick is he? And they're like, oh, well, we actually also got a female. And he was like, boner! <laughs> and it's like, are there not people out there? You need to like... <laughs> like, they said at one point that the Solaris station had 20,000 people on it. Why not go there for a date? You yeah, really want right. to fuck the thing that you found? inside of a research facility it's like frozen for hundreds of years he's like when are we thawing that out yeah. it was like this is what is everyone's problem in this movie yeah. and then she wakes up everybody wants to fuck her man woman ev- everyone jason it's like fucking the past um 
Then she just kind of sinks into the background, I would say, and disappears for about 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, for a bit. While everybody while she's else. she's got to recover from her traumatic experience. Right. Because <laughs> she, she comes alive and like, wait, who is the character that upon trying to take care, get them unthought out, someone loses an arm and okay, they like, so, get an arm regenerated? Um, not There's Ezra, a lot happening in this movie. Not like. Ezra Miller Jr. Um, loses his arm. <laughs> During the Jason retrieval mission. And sure, we are in a universe of uh, cinema where it is established that humans can be repaired very easily, right? Yeah. They established this very early on. You would think that on. would be a bigger obstacle for Jason. Well, the, yeah. I mean, the fact that it isn't is also really funny. because <laughs> like they all... took the time to establish that lore and then allowed people to just get like sliced in half throughout the movie. They're no only problem. establishing the lore so that they can do Uber Jason. Of course. But they didn't think about the applications of many of the things that they introduced yeah. in the movie, which is kind of part of the issue. Um, so uh, not Ezra Miller uh, loses his arm, which fine. I'll accept that there is a world in which we could get to as a society when uh, the loss of a limb, when the loss of uh, significant parts of your body due to heavy trauma can be easily repaired. Okay. I can buy that. You got me. I'm buying it. What I can't buy is like the, on the way to the nano machine, which like they have to take a shuttle back up to their ship. Nobody cares about Ezra Miller Jr.'s arm. They're all like clowning on him. And like when they get off the ship, they all rush in. They're all just like, oh, let's go talk about fucking each other. And he's like, hold on, guys, wait up for me. And he's carrying his arm. It's like you'd still be rushing him to the fucking med room. Yeah, like right. they're like. Oh, we can repair arms now, so the pain of having yours completely yeah. ripped off, chill. You just relax with that. Like, <laughs> bro, you're being a little bitch about this. <laughs> it was the vibe was like very antagonistic towards him losing his arm. They're like, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, what are you gay? They you were like, why arm? don't you fucking press your hair down, my guy? <laughs> no one's being fooled by that extra inch of height. Um Instantly, they bring the frozen girl in and somebody screams, somebody get these clothes off of her. Yeah, right. Which is just phrasing. Um, and that, you know, that really leads into the horniest like hour of, I would guess, probably the whole Jason saga. It's a very um, horny movie. They really <laughs> um, leaned into it. Uh, it. It's the horniest. The horniness is introduced. Uh, like, if you want to think about the horniness of this movie, it's like the co-ed shower scene from Starship Troopers stretched for like an hour. Pretty much. Um, there's like the boss lady, uh, like Fembot number two or whatever, who's like working in the lab and she's trying to run a tight ship. And two of her underlings are like bumping, grinding and like like heavy petting each other directly, like during a, an examination of Jason's corpse. Yeah. And she just looks at them and it's just like such a progressive boss. She's just like, why don't you two go fuck and then come back when you're done? Yeah. And they were like, really? Okay. Yeah. And ran off and did it. It's like, you guys have made a significant horrifying scientific discovery. You're allowing people to go fuck during this. And why is this turning you on? Like yeah, I just... the, the sex energy in this movie is very weird. The robot, woman being like how do you like these tits yeah uh, <laughs> i mean andrew garfield's plot line in this movie where he's designing um bryce dallas fembot to be his like incel slave yeah 
really a tough watch. <laughs> Has not aged gracefully. Where, she, she's just like, she wants his fucking affection so bad. And he's like, well, the thing is, is you're a fucking robot. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm going to fucking drop one in you later. But, like, we're not friends. <laughs> And she was like, what Don't if get I- it twisted, bitch. And she, like, shows... She's so desperately seeking his attention. She shows up. It just, like, smash cut to just, like, breasts. And you're like, oh, shit, first breasts. And it's, like, robot breasts. She's like, would you like me if I had tits? The biggest incel energy is creating, like, your permanent life sex partner just to shame them all the time. All the time. <laughs> so mean to her. Just to, like, like, programming her to have feelings so that you could hurt them. <laughs> It's like you finally. He's like that last robot didn't need me enough. Like you, yeah. <laughs> calls her mommy a bunch of times. The the idea that you would hand tailor a sex robot with all the technology that you have to be one to one real, and then give it the same problems that you'd have with your wife is just <laughs> haunting. A haunting choice to have put into the programming. I just don't know why. <laughs> the problems being wanting just like minimal attention. Yeah, she's like, can I get anything for you? He's like, shut up! He was like, he's like, the tea is gone, but the interruption remains. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's insane. I, I don't understand. That whole plot line is uh, like one of the writers just deeply wrestling <laughs> with his morbid thoughts about his partner. I mean, it's really odd <laughs> to shoehorn into a movie. It's like, I wish doing she was so I, much. You know what would reconnect, make us reconnect if she was just ahead? Yeah, arguably the best part of their relationship is when she's decapitated, and that's its, that's its own messaging that I don't need to get into. But uh, yeah, there's like a scene where he gives her like what, like a makeover to look like Trinity from the Matrix. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, a makeover and like makes over her fucking like skill set, and I'm just like, if this was an option the whole time, like one would have tried that sooner, I would imagine. He's like, hold on, I'm gonna. Train, I'm gonna like program you to be unstoppable. It's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, he killed nine of our friends already. <laughs> yeah, like so many, so many people had like, died. He killed someone moments before you chose to announce this by like dramatically <laughs> walking into the room and revealing her. And Jason turns around and flings a machete at her and like it acts like she's gonna die. And they, they'd committed to that, to it just not working. I was like, that rules. <sighs> then there's a whole plot line. This is like horny plot line four or five with uh, like. Is this the nipple clamps? Yes, dude. <laughs> but they're not. All right. So listen. <laughs> the nipple listen. Allen wrench. And this is even worse because I just watched The Cell like a week ago. So I'm already. The like, Cell, dude? Vincent I'm, D'Onofrio? I'm already full up on like hook penetration at this point. Dude, and, the Cell and nipple is a play. wild movie. It really is. Had that movie not starred Jennifer Lopez, I think it would be one of the greatest movies like made, period. Yeah. There's something about her performance in that movie that really just lowers the vibe and overall yeah. artifice. I feel of... like it probably has something to do with the fact that she's a really bad actress. Yes. 100%. That's <laughs> my guess. You know who's not doing her any favors either in that movie? is Vincent Vaughn. I don't he... even remember Vince Vaughn being Oh, there. his performance is like so unhinged and bizarre. And he's just doing he's pu- doing pure slackers like he he has or not uh, slackers. Um, is slackers the one where he's in the casino? Swingers. Swingers. Um, he's doing pure swingers. Vince Slack- Vaughn. Slackers is the movie with Jason Schwartzman and Big Pete. Yeah. From Big Pete, <laughs> where he fucking is wearing a sock on his dick that sings. And shit. Sorry, I smoked a really short, very fat joint before I 
that to is this podcast. Not an exaggeration. <laughs> um, <laughs> that should be the cover. Fo- the cover art for this episode. That, is that ch- chode. Absurd thing that you. I'll put it in Vac Man's hands and take a picture. <laughs> be like, what does this have to do with anything, Jason X? Um. Uh. So plot about, line... about as much as Jason X had to do with the rest of the series. For real. <laughs> Plotline V, comma XCI is, um, and I couldn't find like. Can you help me figure out who balding older guy looks like? Doesn't really look like anyone that I could um, like give him a the, nickname like for. Like balding greedy man. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just fucking. That's the most generic. Balding white, greedy white man. Red motherfucker. On Earth. <laughs> so balding greedy man has a. He's kind of like a. Like uh, the, the dude uh, plays like Pete on Thirty Rock. A little, yeah, a little bit, sure. <laughs> He's blonde. It's throwing me off. I wish he yeah. looked more Jewish so I could just really, I know. really lock this one in. But yeah. uh, he just looks like no one. He's very Canadian. Yeah, he, this is a blank white slate white man. Greedy bald white man <laughs> uh, has this like professor student thing going on with a I don't even know if it's his mental he is his, he is a professor they are all students he is a professor and they are all students yeah. okay so he is fucking one of his students yeah she Cause, shows cause up he, go, he goes you're getting you're passing you're pass, <laughs> you're getting an A <laughs> it's like the fuck I can't figure out what voice to do for him either because of you know why yeah. um <laughs> Um, the Canadian thing. So she shows up and um, opens his door, <laughs> and she has a giant pair of forceps in one hand and a fucking bottle of wine in the other. Yeah. And we're talking like full on surgical, like baby removing forceps. Jesus. And um, instantly I'm like blown away. I'm like, what the fuck is, what is about to happen here? Um, and she says, Professor, I think we need to talk about our midterm with a bottle of wine and a pair of forceps. And it's just like, what? What is he going to do with those? And then hard cut to her using them on him as nipple clamps. Yeah. Which was... Like, more than clamps. Like, like, she's like taking the man's nipples. (laughs) Like, this is pushing the boundaries. You know what this movie is? loving it this movie reminded me of a lot just in general also alien resurrection the vibe of this movie was like where you're watching it and you're like i don't know who thought this was funny (laughs) it's not funny it's not scary it's just fucking bizarre so odd dude (laughs) like and like while i was watching it so so many times i was like i didn't look anything about like who made it i was just like it's so weird how this is just like just like a shitty cronenberg movie (laughs) Um, like it, down to the Canadianness of all of it. it. It it rolls from shitty Cronenberg movie into like shitty James Cameron knockoff at the halfway point. Yeah, they introduce a character who I swear to God is like four different actors who've been in the Alien series smashed into one person. Mostly, he looks like Michael Bean. Like, yeah, he yeah. has like a like a flip buzz cut, um, and l- looks like just every stereotype character smashed into each other. It's so fucking bizarre. Um, so that takes over for a while and is really boring and sad and is peppered with scenes of like Andrew Garfield like teaching his pet cyborg how to fuck him. It's just 
really bloated midsection of this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, there was um, I took a break because I had to go get pick up dinner and stuff, and I had been certain that I was in the home stretch, like absolutely certain that I was gonna pause it and discover I had like eight minutes left. Mm-hmm. Forty eight minutes left, Dan. I was gonna say this movie that it was an hour and a half long. It felt so there much longer. There were so many endings. Like, yeah, it just was so long. They were like, they were like, no, we told you. He's Uber Jason. He will not die. And they were like, all right, well, what if we explode him in the middle of space? Surely that'll work. Right. And they were like, yeah. And but not really. Yeah, they go on for a while with the the dude who looks like uh Michael Bean and um Bill Paxton like walked into a teleporter. Basically, they have like the same exact face as each other. And uh, they focus on that for a while up until like they that the crew while fighting Jason like nine eleven their ship into the Solaris station that they've been <laughs> approaching the whole time. Yeah. Um, the director of this movie um, claims that it has the most kills of any Jason movie because of this scene. <laughs> it's just he said that. Uh, the film actually had 20,000 deaths due to the Grendel smashing into the Solaris station. This included 19,727 people, 207 dogs, 17 cats, 4,713 angelfish, guppies, okay, pony and Komodo dragon that were either blown up or sucked out into space. Quote, Todd Farmer, director of Jason X. <laughs> Such a weird flex. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> like, um, I mean, I thought that this movie was like over several times yeah. and at the same time had realized that the scene um in the tele in the uh simulator where they go back to Crystal Lake hadn't happened yet right. and yeah. Uber Jason hadn't appeared yet. Right. Both of which was worrying me so badly. I was like, how have we not gotten to the point where... Which also, like, pre-Uber Jason, but still future Jason, is, like, pretty OP. Right. Like, he didn't need to be Uberized. (laughs) Right, like... He was already just fucking... He was absolutely stacked before the Uberization. He, he picked one dude up and just gave him a fucking backbreaker. Dude over his That knee. was dope. <laughs> dude, it was a sideways backbreaker. Dude, the kills in this movie were hilarious. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> that I did enjoy. Oh, I forgot about one character. There's a second tier female lead who looks like she's wearing a shirt designed by the director of the cell. <laughs> it's like a bone shirt. It looks very oh, yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. She's kind of like Ripley too. It's a lot. Um, I will say that at least the scene in the um, simulator where they smashed the girls in the sleeping bag against the tree. That was so funny. Was funny, but also like it's so we funny. We love premarital sex. <laughs> that was that was funny. But what's funny to me about it is the cut that they chose. They didn't show 
Jace, them climbing into the sleeping bags, Jason zipping it up yeah, and no, hitting no, it against no, the tree. No. They smash cut to him hitting them against yeah, the tree. Yeah, they cut to something else and then cut back to him just fucking railing them. <laughs> I, was, I was dying. I was dying laughing as well. I thought it was incredible. Um, I love when they blow up uh, like either part of their ship or the Solaris station and Jason is literally flying through spaces space with the machete over his head like he's gonna chop like you can see him out the window like flying up to the fucking station yeah that was a great visual image i um, loved uh the cgi when uh not nikki from nexium fucking <laughs> tries to escape pod and fucking the doesn't realize the gas lines are attached and her shit just explodes <laughs> that was great um the, the the only mistake i know apparently there's like so many like errors in this movie, but because the section for it on IMDb was like 12,000 pages long. But the only thing that um, I really noticed is when the incel upgraded the sex bot. I mean, this is just something that bothered me. I, I, I literally say. thought she was going to like jump up and do like the Trinity thing and the fucking like camera. Yeah, I mean, she was going to karate kick him in the chest. So like he 1999s her basically <laughs> yeah. and gives her a bunch of bullets, even though in 2400, I would assume there are much better weapons than just bullets. But yeah. um, uh, he gives her this full remodel, like battle upgrade basically and he looks at her and he's like, I gave you an upload. And I was like, I think you meant upgrade. Yeah. Just felt like uh, egregious 90s tech mix, tech mix up, which I didn't appreciate. Yeah, right. So for that reason, zero out of 10 on this movie. <laughs> Old white man making technology jokes. Um, Other than that, it was pretty great. I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard, Fembot's fight with Jason, I thought was fucking badass. Uber Jason was... A great design, and I kind of wish he was just Uber Jason from like the quarter part of the movie to the end because he looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, I have um, a note. I'm trying to figure. <laughs> I don't know what this note means. It says this movie has no respect for the art of statistics. <laughs> I don't know, but it could have been a lot of things. I mean, oh wait, wait. Okay, hold on. So the sex bot is like calculating the probability of their survival to Andrew Garfield. Right. And she's like, it's 12%. Wait, th yeah, this made no sense to she's me like, either. It's like okay. 12%. And he's like, he's like, come on, you're saying I have no chance. And she's like, no, I'm saying you have 12%. Already I'm getting frustrated. It's lack of understanding of statistics. Didn't say no chance. 12%'s a chance. Like, <laughs> and she, he's like, you gotta get, he's like, can't Huge you get, semantics error he's there. like, can't you give me better odds than that? And she's like, no, I'm a computer. Like, no. And he's like, all right, well, what if like I fucking tickle your bean a little bit? And she's like, all right. 34%. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is the this is the part that I did not understand, right? He's like, "Let's let's have sex then." Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, the percent went up." Yeah, right. I can you explain the st statistics on that for me? I don't get it. I was like, "What I, does that mean?" At first, I was like, "Like their teamwork is now well, better." I at don't... first, I was like, "Is she like?" She's uh, like, "You've stopped abusing me, master." She's like, "You finally are giving me that sweet dick that I <laughs> yeah. crave, and in return, I'm gonna sacrifice myself for you and try harder." I'm gonna try harder is how I'm taking or, it. Or it's classic e woman it's, woman mindset. It's either that or <laughs> it's either that or um, they're just like getting off on doing math wrong and I don't appreciate either. <laughs> Do you have any other fine nitpicks? Um, 
I have an early note that says, why is Jason like this? <laughs> and then... <laughs> I know, his, his attitude in this movie is rotten, I gotta admit. Like, we, from having and just then, watched then, three... There, there's a follow-up that's like, this movie is just two hours of them being like, fuck the lore. But, like, also, that's fine, because the lore stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, let's replace it with new lore, which also stinks. <laughs> Just a fucking complete mess. blessed piece of content. <laughs> and, I like, my last note says, like, Grind is no longer the most 2001 movie ever. It is truly this is. hot trash. Uh. <laughs> Nine out of ten. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Jesus Christ, this movie was really special in terms of its just capsulation of all the best things that were going on at the time. It's like big Cube 2, Hypercube vibes, just like <laughs> shitty Canadian horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> they all are so dark. It's so weird. <laughs> you can tell instantly that it's Canadian, too. It's Within fucking seconds, I, I was looking up the cast and everything I clicked on. Seven out of twelve of them were from the same fucking like Canadian Battlestar ripoff. Yeah, series. a lot of them are in the same TV shows with each other that are also sci-fi shows, which They're is probably really... all in Nixium. Yeah, they probably are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, th- this this one, I don't think I liked it more than three as a Friday movie, but I loved it as its own experience. So I think I gave. Part three. An eight. I would give this one like, oh God, like a, like a 7.999999. Cause like, I, I, I know that there are better Friday movies than either of the ones that we've watched here, for sure. Like, I always hear... I don't know that anymore. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I mean, you know... You're, this was wild. You're entitled to your own opinion, for sure. This was fucking sure. wild, dude. Um, I want to watch Jason Goes to Hell now, because that one seems this so wild. Unhinged. I mean, so the one we watched last time... As that was a, a classic. As a kid was my favorite one. Hmm. Okay. Um... New Beginning is crazy. My favorite one is New Beginning, just because I've that have the most sentimental experience with it. They're just fucking odd ass movies. <laughs> They're funny as shit, though. So, yeah, like I think the next one, like the, Part Four, is the one that people go crazy for. The one after the one we watched because it has like Crispin Glover yeah, and yeah. is apparently just like the most quintessential one. So I think I might just keep watching them up until Halloween. Yeah, I've been I'm kind of on the a kick now. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't know where to go, though. Maybe I don't want to start with the first one. The first one is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember the last rewatch I did of it. I was like, this is not the movie I want to be watching. I've seen the first (laughs) one so many times because they used to when we were kids, they would on Friday the 13th, they would do like the marathon. I didn't know the first one existed until I had seen so many Jason. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, the first one was definitely the I first think one I saw. Leading up to Freddy versus Jason, maybe really? around them was the first time I watched Friday the 13th. And it was when I was working at Blockbuster for sure. And I brought it home and watched it and was like, this is not the kind of movie that yeah, I was expecting. Were you just expecting. confused as fuck the whole time? Yeah. Because I, yeah, I was. It was like when I was like, it was like I got into Child's Play and Halloween and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch all these things. I was like, all right, Jason's next. 
and I got my parents to rent Friday the 13th and I watched it and I was like where's Jason where's Jason what's what this movie stinks and then he comes out of the water in the end right and I was like okay and then you know by the time we watched the one we watched which was what three yeah. like then Jason is like way bigger than he was when he was in the water and he loves barns and now his mom's in the water or maybe not right and then within a few movies he's like his neck gets bigger. He's like, he's, he's getting gains. Like, yeah. he's seriously fucking yes. bulking up, dude. Kane Hodder is built. And it's like, what was Very he, differently what than this guy. Started, like, what spawned this? Was it his mom being murdered that he decided to stop living in the lake? Like, <laughs> I don't think you're uh, going to get many answers and in, then, in terms of internal consistency when it comes to the, the story of Jason Voorhees and being then, told. Yeah, just smash cut to fucking... Oh, well, he has regenerative properties, and he's on a ship coming to Earth, too. Now we have A24's Crystal Lake coming out this year. Is that true? 2024, I guess, this coming year, which is a series, uh, I don't know, about Jason when he was a kid at Camp Crystal Lake, maybe. Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, the camp in the original movie that they filmed it at was like right by my sleepaway camp when I was a kid. Hmm. That was always neat. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and I was always like, I'm not getting sex like these fucking <laughs> tweens. Campers. Yeah. Um, so I thought yeah. when my parents were like, we're going to send you to sleepaway camp. I was like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be so many hijinks. I'm going to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Finally, win, it's win, over. Win, win. <laughs> um, yeah, so 7.9 for me. Almost, uh, I got to keep the top spots open because yeah, I, yeah. I just feel like there's better in this series that we just didn't end up watching. Um, because, like, part three is not uh, respected very highly in, like, rankings of this series. Yeah. Um, well, because every kill is just with a fucking garden tool in a barn yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was very bad but um it was much better because it was in 3d but um <laughs> but yeah um for sure feel like the next one at least part four that was coming up was the one with crispin glover and Corey feldman which was yeah. supposed to be incredible yeah so i gotta get into it and uh you never know i we love might, these we movies, might do this again dude. these are just fucking just nothing movies and i love them all right dan Endon. Jason X. Halloween. You're on a desert island, right? Okay. On Halloween? You're on a desert island where okay. it is eternally October 31st. Okay. The spookiest day of the year. It's like Lost. <laughs> but instead of Mythos, it's just Halloween. Call it Halloween Town Island. <laughs> and you're only allowed to bring three spooky boys with you to Halloween Town Island where you will live out the rest of your days needing to watch Spooky Boys but only having but access to You only to have three so the yeah. only movies for the rest of my life I can watch are no, Spooky no, Boys? No, let's not do that. Let's okay. just say instead of it being like a torture that the rest of your life you're watching it that's just what you need to show up to with Spooky Town Island. You need to just have like... So that's like my ticket to entry? Yeah, your three, three sp- your three current as of, you know, this could have changed a thousand times in your life, as I'm sure it did with me. But if if today was the, the day that our plane crashed on Spooky Boy Island and to get in to Spooky Boy Island, 
for three options you must present. Okay. Um, and yeah, you'll have them for let's say a while. You know, you'll need to live with them as your choices, pretty pretty indefinitely, and they will represent your favorite movie. You know, to watch on a spooky season as of this year. Okay. Does that all make sense? Yeah. What do you, uh, let's do like one and then one, right? So the first one I would bring would be my favorite Halloween movie, which is very stereotypical, and that is Nightmare Before Christmas. I would bring that. Okay. That for me sums up all the spooky boy energy that I've ever been able to muster, I imagine. Um, comes from that movie. It's just a, a complete classic for me. I know a lot of people hate it. It's cool to hate it because they sell it at Hot Topic. That wasn't a thing for many years <laughs> until it was. I think we're going to see it at the Kimmel Center with like the Philly Orchestra doing the score. Dope. Yeah. So that's my that's my first one. Okay. Uh, my first one would be Let the Right One In. It seems about right. Yeah. Anything you want to say about that? Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. I should rewatch it at some point soon. It's been a while. I have it on Blu-ray, actually. I watched it, dude, in college. It's like it was so hard to get on Blu-ray. I had to like import like a region-free version from like wherever the fuck. If you like that movie, you should check out. If you haven't seen it yet, Park Chan-wook's Thirst. Okay. Great, like interesting vampire story. Um, kind of resembles that movie in some ways. Okay. Just in it being an extremely artsy vampire tale. Um and, nice. and very like maturely done. Interesting movie. Um I had my second one and I completely lost it. Well, I have to do mine anyway, so okay. you can think about it, right? Yeah. Uh second spooky boy I would have to bring would be the thing. I feel like it's just God, that's just the one when it comes to when you're isolated and you're trying to get spooky. Uh, at this point, I mean, there was a time when maybe this choice would have been reserved for Alien, but I can, like, see every frame of Alien in my head. I don't need to bring it with me. <laughs> I don't ever need to watch Alien ever the fuck again, actually. I mean, I've seen it probably 500 times, so I'm good on that. Uh, so for me, it would be The Thing. The Thing maybe I've only seen 100 times. Who knows? But um, I can always watch it. It's just so incredible. Okay. My uh, My second choice... Man, this is tough. I have like four that I'm solid on, but it's narrow. Rolling one out, it's tough. I feel like for my second one, I would have to also do the thing. <coughs> it's fair. That is fair. Tough, yeah. but fair choice. Yeah. Um, so I'm struggling with what to eliminate for my third one. Yeah, this is this. This feels like a tough. This is a tough one. Third one for me. This is the last one. What do I have so far? The Thing and Nightmare Before Christmas. That's very light and one that's very dark. Oh, my God. This is terrible. This is terrible. Um, God, I want something like really scary. I mean, none of these are like. And I, w I almost want to say The Ring from uh 2002 or whatever the naomi watts ring because that movie is just so perfectly spooky yeah that movie's fucking <sighs> brutal. did you see that new set they're coming out with 
I mean, I could say the descent. I know, but I just bought a set of that. I can't, I can't double dip on that one. Mm. The descent would be a, another really good one to have, like as a forever watch, because that one really hits a lot of good extremes. <sighs> Obviously, inside and martyrs are always floating around my mind. How many times? How many times can you really, really watch martyrs or inside? Yeah. Honestly, at this point. So it wouldn't be that. I think the ring, that would be nice. I think the ring's a good choice. The ring would be good. It's kind of like a left field choice for me because there is so many other ones, but that's just a movie I feel like I can watch at any time. I'm surprised no alien made the cut. Uh, just where am I with the Alien series at this point? I mean, why would I bring a movie that I've seen yeah. that many times? Both Alien, Aliens. I mean, Alien 3 I haven't seen quite as many times, but what am I going to do bring that? Yeah, right. Jesus Christ, that's depressing. And... uh Resurrection stinks. AVP 1 and 2 pretty much stink. Alien Covenant kind of stinks. And Prometheus is great, but I've already watched that too many times. So, in terms of spooky boys, no, and those aren't even like spooky boys. I need something like yeah. spooky for Halloween. Um, all right, down to your last one here. Yeah. I'm, I'm reticent to eliminate Reanimator, but I'm going to. Yeah, here we go. Left field choice, like I did. No, I mean, it, no, no, it's really. not going to be left field. Clerks like. 3, because there's so many deaths in it. No, it's got to be 78 Body Snatchers. 78 Snatch. Yeah. One of Endon's favorite, oh, spookiest man. boys. The best. That would be a good movie to have. Um, oh, I didn't even think about The Shining. The Shining's a good choice. Uh, the Shining's a really good choice. I need long movies if I need to fill time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a long time on that island. <laughs> the Shining's a really good choice. All right, well. Um, Can I bring the first season of Hill House? That would be great. Are you going to watch Although, the new one? Did you rewatch Till Hell? No, have you? Yeah. Wasn't, no, it, wasn't, as, wasn't as great as I could say. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. There's, there's, a, there's, a lot more, uh, there's a lot more fat on that cow than I realized. <laughs> there's a lot more Flanaganisms in there yeah. than I was uh, initially aware of. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wasn't like fully aware of his shtick at that point. I right. didn't really understand the things at that point that upset me so much about him. So. I didn't realize how much of that show had like won over my overall perception with like the one, sh the single shot episode. Yeah, I mean, that is a, an incredibly directed episode. But, I mean, what I'm worried about with um, Fall of the House of Usher yeah. is just, like, it in terms of what you just said, like, oh, there's a bunch of fat on that cow, that you know it's going to be fucking too much. It already looks like it's too much for a Poe adaptation. It looks really, like, garish and overblown. And I've read the things that worry me the most about it are, like, seeing the descriptions where it's, like, a mix of Poe's work. Yeah. It's not just Usher. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've done that with, like, Castle Rock. Did you watch Castle Rock? I watched one episode of Castle Rock. Like, of the first season? I watched with the first Sissy episode. With You didn't yeah. like it? Um, you, you should know borrow what, actually, that. I have it on 4K. We watched two episodes of it. That was one of the things that we tried to tackle during the pandemic, and I just got bored and forgot about it. That first season was incredible. The, uh, this is the show where they, that, find, they find a guy in a hole in a jail. In yeah. yeah. That shit is an amazing. I have that on 4K if you want to borrow it. It's on really 4K? Yeah. I dude, there's an episode speaking of like the one-shot episode from Hill House. Yeah. There's an episode setting around Sissy SpaceX character. Um that's about the most I'm willing to say about it. In later in the series, the 10th, I think out of 11 episodes, it's one of those all-time TV experiences, 10 Sick. out of 10 like 
any bottle episode you can rank it up with. I would put it up against most of the leftovers. It's wow. like God tier television. The end of Castle Rock season one. Think that that show got a really bad rap and was amazing. I also, when it started, was like, what's really the vibe here? I don't really get what we're doing. And as it starts to kind of congeal and come together, it gets so fucking good. Um, anyway, uh, that's that's a good wreck for anybody this Halloween is uh, Castle Rock. Great show. Um, the second season people really liked a lot more than the first. I didn't really dig it, but uh, classic. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Dan, any uh, other spooky wrecks for everybody out there for this Halloween? Uh, uh Reanimator. <laughs> um, um, have you seen the trailer for this um this Peacock Boy starring Lil Rel? Howard. Yeah. Um, no. What's it called? Which one? Fuck. I don't remember what it's called. It's basically like this like dystopian future situation where he wakes up um in just like a circular outdoor space kind of like the uh like waking up in it, it's like um like cube to hypercube it's like um what the midnight express what's the movie where they're stuck in the turkish prison having to fucking walk around the thing in the circle forever you know what i'm talking about this is like he wakes up in this like circular outdoor prison. Okay. Like this, like the size of this basement where he has to be like a beast of burden, just like moving a fucking thing around a circle. That sounds interesting. And like, there's a bunch of other people in their own little versions of that that he can hear, and like whoever does the least amount of work that day gets elim- exterminated. Hmm. And like, I like the sound of this, dude. It looked. You lost me at Peacock, but everything else you've said so far sounds I was watching great. the trailer. I was like, this looks fucking awesome. I like awesome. Lil Ray Howard. He's me funny do. shit. It looked really good. I'm going to watch that shit probably, like, tonight. Um, you should watch the movie Landscape with Invisible Hand. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard of, of this one? No. It was... Um, like the Invisible Hand of the free market? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a movie that just came out this year um, starring... Uh, what is her name? Can't remember. That's stirring. But um, it's a movie that actually came out in theaters. Had like a very brief theatrical run. Uh, it's a sci-fi movie taking place in a world in which aliens have already taken over completely and subjugated humankind into like slaves. Essentially, okay. They allow us to live our lives, but they take away like all food and replace it with like supplements. They're like dr- drip drying our entire atmosphere and our entire planet for its resources and the way they come across is like very bureaucratic and very like affable like they're helping us and it's like a social satire about what it's like to live under like deep alien occupation but also like having to adapt to them being in our society permanently and our bosses and controlling all of our tv and so so the aliens are israel yeah pretty much um (laughs) and um the uh james gandolfini's son is in it um michael gandolfini okay it's fucking hilarious in it and where um, is this i downloaded it on ip torrents i mean it just came out okay uh landscape with invisible hand really funny dark comedy that sounds great satire with aliens that was very funny um has nothing to do with halloween but uh check that one out and um <laughs> any other thoughts for the day dan besides probably i have to pee I do have to pee. I knew you'd That's say that. That's very prescient of I you. I know your body, dude. I almost picked Event Horizon. 
For what? For one of my three spooky boys. I mean, it's a good choice. It's a bad movie, but yeah, it is but a great I can spooky watch it boy. A lot. It's fucking. Event Horizon is no these... better or worse than, and I hate to to do this because I know a lot of people are like huge Event Horizon stands, but as a movie, it's no better or worse than like. 13 ghosts and shit like that i mean it's really got some awful elements to it and some terrible special effects in it but it's a great i feel like it's a little bit better than 13 ghosts a a little bit not a lot though it's it's pretty nonsensical yeah 13 ghosts is pretty not great yeah i mean event horizon is house on haunted hill though (sighs) classic baby (laughs) when's the 4k coming out of that one Dude, I want to see Chris Kattan's fucking yeah. cheek wrinkles. <laughs> cheek wrinkles. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, anything else you'd like to add, Dan? Nope. All right. Well, Baby. Good night. Baby. Happy Halloween.